G'day ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats everywhere. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, Troy McCubbin. You have no saying it. And uh, we are into episode 233, baby. And uh, this week we have the amazing, the beautiful, the talented Beth Marlis. And if you don't know Beth, well, you're about to find out more about her. But uh, she is the head of basically Musicians Institute. Well, she'll she'll explain it more detailed as we get into the episode, but some great stories of that whole school and back in the day with all the amazing teachers and who used to go there and blah, blah, blah. blah. So it's a great episode. You're going to enjoy it. So sit back and enjoy that. Remember, if you have any questions or queries, guitarwank at gmail.com. Go to our website, guitarwank.com. I can't Promote that enough. It's an amazing website. You'll get lost. You'll love it. And you can discover all the old podcasts. You can search for guests and for topics. It's all in there. Bruce's top 10 jazz songs you should know. Uh, Robin Ford, Joe Bonamassa, uh, Albert Lee. It's all there, baby. So guitarwank.com. You can also click on the Patreon link and you can go there and sign up for Patreon. Give as little as $3 a month to support Guitar Wank and you get these uh, amazing minute lessons off Bruce Foreman every week. I believe we're up to 19, number 19 for, for that. So they're awesome because we're all busy, right? Well, maybe we're not as busy as we should be sometimes with this COVID shit we're going through. But sometimes you don't have a lot of time and you just want to get some new information to inspire your guitar playing, take it to the next level. What better man to do it than Bruce Foreman, man? So, uh, yeah, they're awesome. I can't prom- can't tell you how amazing these one-minute lessons are. So sign up for Patreon. You'll get them every week. And uh, you've got 19 ep- lessons to catch up on, so get to it. Uh, besides that, if you have anything you want to promote, uh, a product, music, if you remember your band, a new album... Uh, a new pedal, new guitars, whatever you want. This is a great platform to reach a large number of musicians. Um, I believe we're up to four listeners now, so it's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, let's get into it and keep it short and sweet. I hope everyone's safe and keeping well. We're going to play some of uh, Beth's uh, tracks, and you'll hear them on the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll this will be a two-part show, so... Uh, We'll catch you guys all next week. Be safe. Please leave reviews. The whole internet works with reviews. So any review that you leave on iTunes or anywhere about the podcast just helps us immensely. Just lie if you have to. And uh, that will just enhance our lives so much better. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. Troy. Yeah, that's Troy. You wouldn't remember me. I, w- I used to go to MI97.
No, I, I can't remember that far back. No. Were you there in 90? You were there in 97? I was. You would know I, really, I, you're I, really yeah, good. I, I was. You're really yeah. good friends of my friend Ulf from Sweden. Oh, yeah. Ulf, yeah. <laughs> like we've only had about 20 Ulfs. Like, like 20 of them, Ulf yeah. Klenfeld. Yeah, it was great, yeah. In the last year. <laughs> what, what does Ulf mean in Swedish? Uh, hung like a rogue elephant, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's, a sound, that. that's just the sound I've been making all day watching the election results. I'm just going uh, like, oh, no, no, all day. Refer to it as the erection. This is not <laughs> oh, an election. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that vote where, where the, there's the, the black lady and the white guy and they're going, uh, vote naked? Haven't seen that. Oh, it's a great commercial. The guy says, bring your poll to the polls, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he said, and then he looks down and he says, Honey, have you ever seen an election this big? <laughs> well, it is the biggest one we've ever had. She so goes, I'm never onto it. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> she goes, he goes, is this the biggest election you've ever seen? He looks down and she says, for you it is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, well here we are wanking right away. <laughs> here we are wanking, man. Beth, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, it's, it's, yeah, play me a note, Bruce. Thank you, two, four notes. What do you want? Okay. Oh, you know. What do you want? Notes? Notes? Darren I, got, B I got notes here for days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I got who's, notes. Who's going to yeah, do the do. introductions? I'll do it. Oh, no, right. Scott, you want to do it? Scott, you want to do it? I'll do okay. it. <laughs> no. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Guitar Wank. I am so excited because tonight we have a great musician, a dear friend, and an amazing person who has accomplished so much in the world of music, Beth Marlis. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, Thank are you, you. going to be sorry you did this. I know. I'm <laughs> stepping up to the bottom just like everybody else. It just <laughs> took longer. I'm all the way to the bottom now. Your reputation is completely ruined. Good. <laughs> you know, just let's speed it up. because I just want to announce tonight that I am going to run for president 2024. <laughs> no, of Trump, what? Trump's 2024. Get I, off know, my freedom. The ratings, since ratings are an important part of it, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it, it's really get great I'm going to be honest to everybody. It's just about the money. I recognize <laughs> that politics is the only place money is. I'm going in. You know what I mean? They they cut off our gigs. They cut off our ability to play. So okay, I'll join the game. I'm running for president. Everybody, send me your money. I promise. Unlike everybody else, I won't send you an email more than once a week. You already do that, so, you know. Once a week is all you'll get is a begging letter. Okay, all right. Uh, You know, I'm just excited this election's almost over because of, you know, I'm not getting five texts every day from complete strangers asking for money. Yeah. Phew, man. Sorry, sorry, Beth, i got to stop that. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I I almost, I almost, yeah, I almost PayPal'd you Well, the truth is, is I can walk down the street and get that. Oh, are you, you know, walking down I mean, the street I don't, need, these I don't days? need to stay home and get my texts. I can oh, walk I down the street and get people begging me for money. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. That's my yeah. I, I hear that. But I, I realize, that. we all realize that this will will air long after whatever's happening tonight, which we are Thursday night, November 5th. 5th. Um, this will air long after that. So. 
please forgive us for any relevances to the present because this will live on forever and we're here to celebrate Beth Marlis, oh, who's an amazing person. So let's get into that. Hey, wow, well, I'm, I'm glad I showed up. Hey, Scott. First story I want to tell. That uh -oh. <laughs> I, it is so funny. And I know you probably remember it, but remember the time that me and Alan and Travis played it at school and you were head of the guitar department and you announced us, right? Okay. And right before the show in the green room or right outside the green room, Alan Hertz came up to you and said, oh, you're the head of the school. The, the, you know, because as far as he's concerned, like you're the head of the school, right? So he goes, so you're at the head of the school. You know, I was an MI student like back like 10 years ago. And you go, yeah? And he goes, yeah, like I went for a week and it really wasn't my thing. So I got all my money back and I got it, did a lot of blow and got some hookers. <laughs> <laughs> and you just looked at him like, Oh, great. Look at yeah, cool. look where he is now. Look where he is now. Yeah, where is he now? Do you he's changed his that? name. He's, he's changed his name to Ulf. I, you know, I, I don't because I've had so many. So it was many amazing. Memories, man. The look yeah, on your face good. was so priceless. And you were just like, oh, that's that's great, man. Like, you didn't really know what to say. So you just said, oh, great, man. Good for you. <laughs> now, now, hold it. Beth, you're going to explain what school they're talking about because no one in listening right now knows what they're on about. Oh, yeah, that school. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm starting. Actually, Scott's been there longer than me. I'm starting my 34th year at Musicians Institute in wow. hollywood yeah 34 years i'm there until the wheels fall off baby <laughs> either that i'm not talking about the school i'm talking about mine so yeah am i yeah that that's the place and so uh i i had the uh, pleasure of being uh head of the guitar department for about 10 years and been a teacher there the whole time you know like one of the few if not almost the only woman guitar faculty which is a whole deal we could you know, jump into that if you want later. Um, but yeah, am I? And that's how I know uh, Mr. Henderson, and and maybe maybe that's how I've met Bruce too. Perhaps it's kind of one of those center of the guitar universe places. And wait, Troy, did you say you went to school? There I was too? there in ninety seven. Ninety seven. I did the encore program. Mm. And did you day. like get your money back and do drugs, or did you? I actually. I did try and get, I signed up for a year and, I, and then realized I only wanted to be there for three months and I tried to get some of that money back, but you guys said no. So <laughs> that was me personally. That was so, my decision. So I didn't get to do any drugs because I couldn't afford it, but I did become a hooker. Up to me and they said, Scott, this guy Troy from Australia needs some of his money back. And I said, fuck that guy. He's not getting any money. And I, yes, I become a hooker for a while and life got better. I mean, you know, of course, we're we're all West Coast centric people, you know, right, but right. they it was GIT or whatever, whatever they called it back then. Um, when did it change from GIT to MIT? Well, you know, I mean, again, Scott was there before me, but it started in 77. You know, it's got this amazing DNA from Howard Roberts and, and like all the great teachers in the beginning that came out of the studios, you know, these great wrecking crew guys, session players, like this priceless group of guys that started the school it was really, really authentic, really pure, and it was GIT from the beginning, starting in the 70s. And then that name um, 
hung in there for a long time. They kept adding eventually other schools like the Bass Institute, BIT, and the Percussion Institute. So there was all these ITs, right, that kept uh, expanding. And eventually somebody got the bright idea to call it all Musicians Institute so that it, instead of just going like, oh, yeah, GIT, BIT, KIT, blah, 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 they would call it MI. But the GIT name stuck around. Um, even when I was the head of the guitar department around 2000 to almost 2010, during those 10 years, I fought like, uh, you know, a pit bull to keep that name alive. So when we do ads in Guitar Player Magazine and that kind of thing, the marketing people at MI are like, no, we got to call it MI. It's not GIT anymore. And I'm like, no, it's GIT. That name's more famous maybe yeah. than MI. And so we'd have these print ads in the magazines where we'd have a guitar pick that said GIT on it or something mm. that just kind of kept the recognition in people's minds, like, you know, acknowledging it. So I, I dug in my heels. I refused to let them, like, put it to sleep. Who, who so were the people that put this school together? Who, do you remember? Who were the... Well, the, well, well look, definitely Howard Roberts. I mean, it was his genius, you know, that really kind of, that's where it came from his seminars that he used to do. And Scott can correct me if I say anything really wrong, you shout. Um, and then, you know, the early teachers like Joe DiOrio, Ron Eshte, um, Tommy Tedesco certainly was around in the beginning and great, you know, just great Don players. Don big. Mock, thank Don you. Mock, yeah, yeah, yep. big, big, yeah. Um, you know, those were the sort of seminal, you know. Joe Pass. Yeah, I mean, I, Scott Pass, was teaching. Pat Martino. Yeah, well, yeah, when Pat I was a Martino. student, it yeah. was, I just was like crazy, you know, like, a, like how spoiled because. I went to school there in 85, and Scott was already teaching there, I think. Yes, definitely. And mm -hmm. I was thinking I was a professional player, but I went there to get my ass kicked by the really, really, like, you know, good guys. So, yeah, in 85, Pat Martino was, was around there. Joe Pass would come and do open counseling wow. and be mean to me. He'd say <laughs> mean things, you know. It was great. And... um and uh, uh, Larry Carlton, Robin Ford, of course. And then we'd have all these crazy, fantastic players come in and do master classes and clinics and, you know, concerts. And, and it was intimate and great. And Scott remembers we all used to walk around with our guitars in the hallways, you know, like it was little. And you, could, and you just kind of knew everybody. And, there, you know, it was kind of amazing. And then there was this guy named Henderson that <laughs> scared the pants off of everybody early on. So, yeah. this you know, between... The, this was back when it was above the Wax Museum on Hollywood Boulevard, right? Exactly. Wow, yeah, and my, wow. my, my guy that I hung out a lot with was Joe DiOrio because Joe DiOrio was sort of like my dad in a way. He took me on and we'd stay after school and he'd bring uh, Picasso books and art books. We'd hang out and he'd say, okay, we're playing this painting today. And we'd just like improvise. It was amazing and, you know, Beth, I, I just talked to one of my students who happens to be Joe DiOrio's sort of like right-hand guy right now. And um, he lives there and I think it's in Connecticut where he yeah. is. And he kind of takes care of Joe and um, Joe writes stuff down and he does something with tab or something i can't really remember but he's involved with joe like on a day-to-day -day basis in you know joe's limited capacity for music right now you know but he's kind of taking care of him you know in a musical way he's kind That's of joe's great. right hand guy so uh, and he's doing well you know so yeah yeah, yeah. well i talked I haven't to seen him since I the party him. right remember the yeah the, we did a going away a going yeah. away party concert 
-hmm. for him. Um, and you know, not to delve into Joe's health stuff too much, but he, you know, he'd had some heart problems and a stroke and lost some ability to play. And he's, you know, he's come along. He really has. I, I talked to him maybe a month or so ago and it was great. It just like that guy's, you know, attitude and spirit and sort of creative way that he's, you know, one of a kind, he's Joe, you know, was still really strong. So Joe's yeah, he's still been a playing. super positive guy. Yeah, amazing. Super positive. You know. So yeah. he was inspiring. And, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, also, like, like when I was involved with running the guitar program, GIT, I got to invite all my favorite, hmm. um, favorite players. So, you know, inviting Pat Martino, I was thinking of Joe, and then Pat's another one who's like the, the amazing story of Pat and his recovery with his health. And I just brought all my heroes. Like, I tried to bring somebody every week wow. to the school that was like top-notch tip-top mind blower you know i remember scott you remember when Bill borelli legren came and i remember standing in the back of the room with you and uh, with other teachers show. yeah great probably show. just like blown away you know yeah, by was, by this, this that guy. was actually one of the best shows i think i've ever seen in mi that was yeah. a ridiculous show not just his guitar playing but the way he put the whole thing together it was so good, and I can I could totally understand why a band like that just never stops working because they were so on. Just a great band. Who was that band. again? Sorry, Morelli Lagrange's band. No yeah. drums, just yeah. acoustic bass guitar. Yep, a viol, a amazing violinist, and uh, and uh, um, another guy playing rhythm guitar. That um, cha, cha, yep. cha, cha, right. So they didn't need a drummer. But the cool thing is that they all kind of had pinstripe suits and they were kind of big. They kind of looked like the Sopranos on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. Those guys could fucking play. It was oh really my God, good. Man. And Beth, and remember Tower of Power playing at school and Albert Collins? Oh, the list just like, I mean, so that's why, you know, 34 plus years and counting and, you know, it's more for Scott. It's like, to be able to be in that environment, you know, we take it for granted when we're, when we're not there, like when we're home with COVID or whatever, you know, there, when you're in the, that building or those buildings and you can kind of walk by, even if you just stick your head in for five minutes, you know, and you, you hear this, it's just like, wow, it just gives you this, you know, shot in the arm, you know, all the time. And, you know, Scott, I was just thinking since we're doing memory lane. You remember when I brought Emily Remler oh, into open wow. counseling? Sure. We we together great. several times. Yeah. yeah. How was, was Emily? Sweetheart. She was such a sweetheart. Yeah. She played great. You were kind of like, whoa, who's this? I, I mean, that's the thing. It's just all these chance, you know, encounters that are, are so phenomenal. You know, like what happens. And some of the students, too, even the Ulfs, you know, some of the Ulf <laughs> collection, like these guys, man, from all over the world. Well, Octavius right? came a few times, remember? Yeah, I do. I do. And, uh, I remember his son, Eric, went to the school, too. Yeah, Eric went to school. He was one of my students for a whole year. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it was you or Joe Elliott who brought Johnny Highland over to my I room. I did. Yeah. Are you at Johnny Highland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of times I had him come. I met him in Nashville at Summer NAM or something. And, Bad or, dude. Or, or, no, no. Uh, uh, no, actually. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I brought him a few times, but that and was Andy the thing. Andy Timmons. Like, and Andy Timmons, yeah, definitely brought him in. I mean, it was just like candy store. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, fantastic. So, Beth, tell me. So, where did you grow up, and when did you start at MI? What? When did you come out? Um, um, um. Well, I grew up here. So oh, you're I have local. This weird, 
yeah, this weird accent that that's like similar to yours, but it's a Santa Monica accent. So I'm from here. <laughs> I'm actually literally native. Like you never meet people like me hardly. No. Um, and yeah. And so, um, you know, I didn't really decide to, to be a serious guitar player until I was like maybe 28 or something. Cause I had, I played and played and, you know, had teachers, but I just, it, you know, it kind of came later in a way. I've been playing a really frighteningly long time, like since I was five. Wow. But I was a guitar guitar owner for the first, you know, 23 years. Um, and then I went to MI when I was 28. I already had a bachelor's degree in music. I studied crazy weird things in Santa Cruz. I went to UC Santa Cruz and studied gamelan and electronic music and some Latin jazz and some whatever craziness. But I, I, I just always wanted to be a better guitar player. So uh, like I said before, I went and got my ass kicked in style and um, like loved it, you know, and I never left. I've never grown up. I'm just an overgrown GIT student like Scott. When, when, <laughs> hold on, what year did you start? I went in 85. 85. 85. And How then after you graduated, did you start teaching there? I started teaching, I graduated in 86. I took six months off. I played uh, some gigs. And then I started six months after I graduated oh, um, so in 87. Right after, yeah. Yeah, pretty much right after I got hired as a teacher. And it was like, dang, I get to be a teacher at this school. I mean, I was pretty excited you know okay. it was pretty was thrilling. that was and that more or less the golden years of mi as in I'd like the, one of the 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 times to be there like you know when you got guys like pass and robin ford and diorio and all those guys there i'd say it was a pretty good time i mean the school moved into a new building and we were expanding and there's been waves you know right. it's just eras like scott knows this too because it's chapters of a book right so um, we've seen a lot of chapters. I mean, it's a big book now. The school's middle-aged, whatever, doing the math, you know, like 45 years old or wow. not quite 41, 44. Um, so, you know, we, we've been through a lot and there, there have been, you know, ups and downs like anything. But yeah. to its credit, it's, it's lived on and now we're in COVID and we're, you know, we have to evolve with the time and, um for me and in, in my position, you know, I was really excited to be that head of the guitar program. They had to kick me out of doing it. Finally, they asked me like six times, would you be a vice president? Because I kept saying no. I just wanted to be in the guitar program. And eventually I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And so now I'm a VP of stuff. I don't have a job description. <laughs> wow. Well, like VP of things. That's so. the reason why yeah. I ended up in America. I'm going to be president and you're a VP. This is, this is we yeah. got it. We got this thing wired, and I'll be a VP of stuff for you. But from an outsider's point of view, you know, I mean, I came in, you know, I was on the road playing with bands. I'd come to L.A., you know, GIT and then MI. It was always a place to hang. I mean, I'd go there. Occasionally, Beth would hire me to do a clinic. But even if, even if not, I was in town. I'd go hang with Joe DiOrio, hang with Ron Este, hang with Joe Pass, hang with Pat Martino, we'd play, you know, I'd just be part of their open counseling. It was just a great center for all things guitar, you know, whether it was jazz or rock or, or just music. I mean, it was really a uh, an amazing place, and it still is, don't get me wrong. But, it, you know, of course, the world changes. For sure. Um, but it, it's just great. What, what just amazes me is, like, 
Beth, you know, I, I had a really great student, um, the guitar players and females, let's be honest. I mean, think back 30, 40 years. It was like, there were more female construction workers than there were. Guitar <laughs> I mean, it was just this really weirdly cock and balls kind of existence, you know, in, I mean, the jazz world for sure, but just the guitar world, it had this sort of, and then when, like, I had this great student, Mimi Fox, who came to me and of we course, worked, worked for years together. Yeah. What an, you know, impressively strong woman who, like, wanted the music and was not willing to let all the bullshit get in the way of her pursuit of the music. I mean, that really, to me, was what that was about. And I just loved that about her. And I loved and And it's just, I mean, help me out. Just... I mean, I didn't have to go through that. You know what I mean? It was like, I want to play guitar. Unless you're not telling us something. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't. I'm not trying to, like, make this a Me Too thing or anything. No, 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 no. No, no, it's good. Well, you can. No, you could. But, but no, you hit on something, and it's, no, it's kind of in the ether right now, Bruce, to be honest. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, just like Mimi or any of you, you know, we're not thinking like I'm a guy or I'm a non-guy or whatever. I, we just play guitar, right? We know that we'll do what we do with professionalism and joy and everything. But um, it hit me about a month ago because um, I was talking to my friend, female guitar player, fantastic one. In fact, Cheryl Bailey at Berkeley. Uh, we're pals. I've known her a long time. And um, and I was just, I hung up the, the phone or the Zoom or whatever. And I, and I was just like, you know what? Something happened really quietly freaking deal and here's what happened and i hung up the phone i walked away and it was like okay something radical changed and here's what's changed oh. berkeley at la college of music i'll throw myself in the mixture and also this uh college up in toronto humber five women who were chairs of the guitar department four out of the five are still doing it and it hit me it was like sharon has been founded the Juilliard Guitar Department and is still running it. Kim Perlack is the chair of Berkeley uh, Guitar Department and Cheryl Bailey is her second. She's the assistant chair. Molly Miller is at LA College of Music in LA. And um, Jocelyn Gould is up in Toronto at Humber College. These, everyone and me, like the OG, you know, running guitar programs, That's that like happened. It's kind of this sort of stealth, amazing thing that hit me a month ago. It was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. So I just finished writing an, a series of uh, an article and five interviews for guitar, uh, Jazz Guitar Today magazine. And it's going to come out next week. And it's on this topic about women and higher guitar education because this like earth shift on this axis thing happened, not with like a big, you know, party. It just happened. And, right. and to, to me, that's amazing because you're talking about it like boys club you know thing but check it out because something moved beth, you know? beth can i just jump cool. in here and just say please is it just because women are smarter than men <laughs> is that what's going on i think that's what's going on at this point like you guys have come over to the guitar world and just taken it to the next level I think we just watched you guys for like 50 years, see what you, you know, messed up. And then, yeah, we just jumped over. I think you're right. You, you are smart, actually, for a guy, Troy. Figured that out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, in the, I mean, I, I, okay, I'll mention names. Like, you know, you know, Brianna, Brianna Alexis, 
Yeah. And there's several of my female guitar friends who really believe that you, Beth Marlis, are a huge influence here in the Los Angeles area for women to, you know, to get an interest in guitar. Because you've been here for a long time. You've been doing what you do. You've been sort of like a, you know, like a messenger of guitar outside the school with all your activities outside the school. And I believe that you have brought a lot of women into the guitar world in this area and probably out of this area too, but especially here in LA. Amazing. You know, because you've gotten quite, quite a reputation as, you know, <laughs> like this girl who knows a lot about guitar. <laughs> you know. I guess I do. But that, yeah. that's, that's great. That's super great to hear. And I think that, you know, we all sort of feel like we want to play great music. We want to be good, you know, uh, great on our instruments, make a contribution with our music. But also if you get something else, a little extra bump as far as like changing people's lives in a positive way, because we all teach, we know what that's about. You know, and and we all subscribe to giving everything that we learn back to other people. We do, whether we're you know, we say it that way or not. That's what we all do. So so that's thanks, Scott. That's that's really nice to hear. And I I think over the years, like I've been asked to moderate uh, you know panels and be on panels and talk about this subject a lot because I think it's sort of fascinating. But honestly, day to day, I don't ever really think about it much because we, like I said before, we just we just do what we do. Now, to, to, to like overload on the subject of it, though, uh, on the 15th of November, which is like about, you know, 10 days from now, uh, I'm going to be a part of the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. It's a, you know, remote festival. So I, I, I'm going to play on this, the show that has Diane Schur and some great players. And so I'm, I do kind of get drafted in that world to a certain extent, and I'm happy to support it. I'm happy to support everyone that wants to play, you know, at the end of the day. But if, if women need, a, you know, extra encouragement, you know, and inclusivity and all that, I'm all for it because we've seen culturally how much the world's having the conversation. Hmm. You know, like we didn't know we were being, we were excluding people, certain kinds of people from our clubhouse. You know, nobody was setting out necessarily to do it unless you were, you know, um, I don't know, I don't want to get into politics. But... Uh, <laughs> Right. I do. Yeah, I do too. I've been busy you all day me. just being, you know, a radical socialist Antifa Biden, you know, person all day. I've been like, like faking election results and stuff. It's been a blast, you know, so I, I, I'm having a great time. Hey, like that. Beth, like, would you say when or uh, as the women in playing guitar, it seems like in the last, and I know there was an article not long ago where they mentioned get like, uh, Taylor Swift has kind of become like the Eddie Van Halen of guitar for women because it's brought in so many women to or girls to start playing guitar in, yeah. in that sense, to pick up the guitar, just to inspire that. Have you seen a massive influx with just girls and women playing guitar? Uh, no, you know, I mean, that was part of when, when I did this Jazz gu Guitar Today article that's coming out. Um, I asked that same question of my contemporaries, you know, like people at Berkeley, Juilliard, like, are you seeing any change? Because at GIT, at MI, a little change, but pretty minuscule. And, um, you know, there's these companies like Daisy Rock or whatever, mm -hmm. like trying to encourage young girls to pick up the guitar. Great, man. The more the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I've always had the theory, like, if we just had another hundred killer, you know, top-notch uh, 
female guitar players, you know, we'd have world peace like instantly. Like, let's do it because something's gonna, yeah, it's gonna change the world. So, um, but I, but it hasn't really happened fast. Like as far as like, you know, boatloads of students in, in music colleges, because I think it takes a while to roll out. Right. But that's why I got excited about the, the thing on the icing on that cake, like on the top, that these, these are like the world-class, you know, music colleges, some of them, and they're being led by women. It's kind of like, what just that, happened? That's awesome. So, you know, it's cool. I don't know if Taylor Swift can take credit, but you know, no, probably fine. not. I know she that can... that was just an article that I no. saw that was going around that everywhere. But um, and I guess it was probably annoying a lot of people because they're making that comparison between Eddie and Taylor. But I guess a lot of young girls are picking up the guitar, and hopefully, right. then they start discovering the Emily Remlers and and all that kind of stuff, and people like yourself, you know. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. However you get in the door. I mean, I think of the first things I learned to play, you know, besides America the Beautiful, I think I was playing Led Zeppelin or something, you know, for sure. And Deep Purple. Um, and because it was easy and I liked it. And it's like, if you like it, cool. Who cares? Mm, yeah. Wherever yeah. you take it, you know. But I'm happy right now, like, for me, because I've done, someone alluded to me doing a bunch of stuff outside of school, in addition to, you know, running departments and being a VP. You know, gotten involved in the community and be civically engaged. And I got really busy doing a lot of things because I just sort of have this habit of wanting to do something that's good in the world. But I'm kind of happy now. I've been home all these months because of COVID. Not that I'm happy about COVID, but I'm practicing my butt off. And I'm so, like, thrilled because I actually have time and, like, really musically, my musical intelligence is growing really fast and my chops are growing you know and i'm super happy so um again you never know i guess what what my whole loop here is is you never know like where that road goes you know if you start with taylor swift and then you end up you know doing something like completely unexpected as a musician so i'm just seeing again the chapters you know it's like cool i get this time and for me it's making a huge difference because I'm catching up to where I left off like 20 years ago. So it's really been good. And, and if I can do more and, you know, keep, keep going. And if it helps not only just me in my little room by myself, but, you know, I can get back out and play some gigs, that would be swell, like we all feel. Now, I, I got I to go there because I want to go there. The Me Too movement and just being a, a, a woman playing guitar. Don't listen to him. No, I imagine I am, one question. Yeah, yeah I imagine there. that you've had to deal with some just dumbass men throughout, um, dumbass musician men throughout your time that just don't get it and had a perception about you being a woman playing guitar. And I imagine that you are able to hang with the guys probably better than anyone nowadays. Do you, was that? Did you notice that growing up, where it was a conscious effort that oh. Okay, I'm gonna take this shit, or you gotta make a stand up for yourself, or how did that play throughout your career? You know, I I um, really probably just being always too busy to care, you know. But 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 I won't lie, you know. There've been a couple of numb skulls, knuckleheads, you know. Like I won't name a guy's name, but there was once, not to tarnish the very fine image of GIT back in its heyday, but when I was a student, there was a teacher there giving me a final exam. And in the middle of the dang test, I'm playing along. It's a playing one-on-one -on -one test. He sticks his hand on my knee 
in the middle of the final exam and I just wow. stopped. I said, you are so barking up the wrong tree, cut it out. And that, that guy who I'll tell privately, I'll mention to Scott who it is, he'll laugh, <laughs> was so humiliated. It was like, you're caught red handed. What do you think? I'm just going to go like, yeah, what a good idea. Right. Let's, let's like, you know, fool around during the final exam, shall we? So it, yeah, that guy was like the biggest knucklehead, you know, um, I, I probably can think of. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, like run of the mill, st dumb stuff. Like I once was literally moderating a panel in Baltimore in 2004 for the first World Guitar Congress. And there was this fantastic flamenco player. The topic was like women in guitar. Right. So there were people like Sharon Isbin and, and others, men and women on this panel. So we're having a discussion. This guy from I think he literally was from Spain. He says, you know, I don't think women should play guitar because, well, because the guitar is shaped like a woman. It's a man's <laughs> instrument and women really, you, they should not be playing it. It's just that it's a man's, this is the wrong shape. And it, I just was like. Oh my God! You know, probably like that look Scott was talking about with Alan Hurts and the blow. I probably probably had some look like, "Are you freaking kidding? Really? Like, you know, let that one just hang in the air." But you know, you you definitely have some you know dumb you know dumb knucklehead things that happen. And I know our our, our speaking of women guitar players, our friend Jennifer Batten. I know you've had her on the show, and yeah, everyone in the world we love knows Jen. her because she's such a beast. Um, you know, she would tell me stories because we're longtime friends too. I was, you know, playing with Jeff Beck and like guys in the band treating her like a little chick. And it was just like, really, how good do you have to get mm. to be taken seriously? And, and it's sort of like exhausting. So I don't keep like a scorecard, you know, of like, you know, dumb things that have happened. But, you know, because we're really, I've got too many notes to play and too many other things to do. But yeah, just like anything in life, right? There's just really dumb you know they're just no cure for stupid I guess. well i think i think you know, as a race we're learning i hope so yeah well, even, even if you know maybe every female guitar player that has ever played has gone through some instance of some bullshit but that doesn't make any difference because if you look at the sheer number of female guitarists that you see on tv on big shows now compared to then it's staggering you know and 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 I'm not talking about just you know your your run of the mill stuff. I'm talking about Tal playing with Jeff Beck, Jennifer mm. playing with Jeff Beck, what's her name playing with Beyonce? He's got an all girl band. Um, you know Sharon uh, or, or what's her name? I'm sorry, uh, the black girl who's ridiculously good. The Ronda. guy with the the one with Rhonda Smith and and He's the awesome. one I just saw that David Byrne off-Broadway thing that was an amazing... Did you guys see that? I think no, it was but I know the one. American Utopia. There, he has a female guitar player that was just insanely good, and I wish I could think of her name, but, oh, man, no, Scott, you're right. That That's where we're seeing it kind of in the higher level, mm -hmm. like the ones running oh, the yeah. schools, the ones on big stages, because that was not happening 10 or 15 years ago. No. Definitely. So it is something's cooking for sure yeah. so it it's is encouraging time. Let's, you know let's we're let's seeing the big, big stages females the on historical stages. relevance of this i know it's going to be hard to believe um but the intersection of sexuality and pressure and power and all of those things have existed all through society not just music you no know, not just guitar playing but you know business and politics and religion and everything um and so you have this 
reckoning that's happening that's beautiful that you know i mean that finally there's an evolution of the we we understand that women are not only capable but welcome and you know important contributors to the thing that it is whether it be religion politic economics music art whatever and i think that's the real thing that we all need to realize is that you know as we move through this progress and and we see all these other things that kind of get in the way and the back and forth of it that ultimately the compass is pointing north in that these people i mean i remember when like mimi came to me wanted to study jazz and i'm like man my first thing is like yeah you play great why do you want to do this you know i mean it's like really you know i mean this is like i mean i can't imagine myself in that position you know socially trying because i mean i know that the music affected me that strong that i probably would have been like her yeah but, i mean yeah. i i think i think that the, the oh i'm sorry bruce i was just gonna say like she's really strong-willed and and she kind of broke a lot of ice doing yeah. it but you guys all have a different flavor you know where you're you're doing something that's swimming upstream, you know, you're not playing pop music or what, whatever. I mean, we can categorize it. But I, I do think even though sometimes it's cumbersome, there is this dialogue, you know, we're talking about being inclusive. And it's like when I was writing this this recent magazine article thing, I, I did research. It's like looking at the history of, of music education or jazz education. Was there any evidence of any women ever, you know, like an early you know, jazz studies or certainly jazz guitars. Like we weren't even in the history no. at all. You know, it's like we didn't like come up on the screen. You know what I mean? So, and then it's like, you could say the white boys club, you could say it's the, this, it's the, that it's like the exclusivity. It's like, we do kind of need to move on because um, we're missing out on, you know, on a lot by just perpetuating. So I think even though we don't want to dwell, like, you know, beat our heads against the wall over and over with it. It's, it's great to have the conversation and like, you know, let's check in on it from time to time and see how we're doing. And, you know, um, and not feel burdened by the fact that it's like ratios, you know, or that we have to have some, you know, it's going to evolve on its own, but something for, you know, whatever number of reasons has shifted definitely. And that we can talk about it even now and nobody's like, you know, tense about it or stressed or feels attacked. It's like, this is normal now. Yeah. yeah, to just well, talk about know, it. One thing that has drastically changed, I guess, and it's not just guitar, but it's this vibe that's been going on since the dawn of time where there's the musicians and then there's the singer. And there's been <laughs> a lot of female singers. I mean, look at all the amazing, very famous singers of the past, both in rock, blues, and jazz. We know them as singers. They're great musicians, but they're singers. And there's something about musicians, instrumentalists, there's a lack of respect for, oh, well, she's the singer. She's <laughs> not really a musician. She's the singer, right? And, but as soon as that singer picks up an instrument, starts playing a piano, starts playing a guitar, and does something like, oh, oh, she's not just a singer. She can play. She can accompany herself, you know? Then other musicians have so much more respect or they seem to have so much more respect because they can do this thing as well as sing, you know, 
And, yeah. and, and now there's so many women now who are accompanying themselves, playing piano while they sing, famous ones, Alicia Keys, you name it. You know, so many uh, female singers who accompany themselves on piano. Joni Mitchell, you know, I mean, Jesus. She's, if anybody's got to be influential, it's her. Mm. Yeah. You know, not only is she a guitar player, she's a fucking great guitar player. And, and, yeah. and you know, so with all the tunings and everything, amazing. So um, I think that's what's kind of happening. It's, it's, not, it's not that we're not used to seeing women in music. We're just not used to seeing women instrumentalists in music. And that's starting to bloom or has been blooming over the last 10, 15 years. It's good to yeah. see. I think we just don't want to get rid of our singer jokes, you know. <laughs> no, jokes. I mean, we just cling on desperately. We're just well, desperate. But, but you know, I mean, you know, there there are lots of classical women soloists that have, you know, oh, yeah. that have. Yes. You know, I mean, this is not something that you know. We're just catching up to it. You know, I right. mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the history. It's like anecdotal. Like, hey, did you hear about that? You know, like I was talking about the woman that plays with David Byrne, you know, and has probably done that gig for years. And it's like, I didn't even realize. It's sort of like, hey, did you hear about that? Or that girl that was like six years old that on that YouTube that everybody's sharing, you know? It's sort of, in a way, social media is kind of helpful in that way because, yeah. you know, people are, we're, we're, they're getting known. So, so we, yeah, a lot of stuff's churning around. I mean, I, I think just to throw in that pile of great, um, singers and players, female-wise, not guitar. Diana Krall to oh. me. Diana oh, Krall. Yeah. I mean, come amazing. On. Right? Totally yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, she is I don't a badass. Know. But anyway. But, but, okay. And, and pardon me for modulating, but, you know, I'm good <laughs> at transposing. So, you know, whatever. Um, life presents itself to you you know i mean you we all live in a time and we all have our skills and and the situations sort of create themselves and we do our best to it's kind of like a trout swimming upstream or whatever you want to call it um and that you know here you are a great player and you're at the school and the opportunity appears to become for one of another word administration you know what I mean? To see that, like, wow, this could be done better. I have the skill set to make this happen. You know what I mean? You've done that. You you made that trade. While you stayed a player through all this, you said, okay, I see how this program could be done better. And then moved up to vice president. I see how the school could be done better. And to move on to the Chamber of Commerce of Hollywood and all these things that you've done. You know, you you've beyond your guitar playing, which you obviously are still very dedicated to. You have read the tea leaves and found ways to go about that. You know, my my feeling is is in some ways, like when I started my nonprofit back in the twenty five years ago, um, there was a vibe with my friends. It's like, oh, you went corporate. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I almost like left, I mean, I, I, you know, okay, I was making money doing something other than playing gigs. So I was there for a, a trader, yet at the same time, everybody loved me because I was paying the money to work gigs. Um, that, is, that is an interesting sort of life moment. And I, if you could kind of take us through that, I would really love to hear your personal perspective. Um, I, I think if I got your story right, 
from what you've told me before, Bruce, is what you did with that nonprofit was insanely altruistic. I mean, and, you know, and the thread of music running through it, which um, it's hard when, again, people have blinders on. Since we're talking about all these variations of people who are like narrow minded, that keeps kind of coming up as we're talking this, this conversation, um, how it threatens them. They just want to like, you know, diss you. So it's kind of uh, really so easy to do. It's human nature, right? But um, I think that that for me, I'd go back to Joe DiOrio, you know, he always would just say it's just one big song, right? It's all one song. It's one tune. Whatever you're doing, it's one tune. And so um, I think probably there's some truth in what you said about GIT, like when I went from being an instructor, just being a faculty member, which I loved doing, um, but the opportunity came to try to do something about the place or the situation or whatever. It's like, okay, bring it because I want to learn and, and I love the place. So what can I do to make it better? Because it kind of had one of those dips, like in the waves, you know, it was kind of like it needed a little boost. So um, I thought, great, I, I don't shy away from a challenge. And I think, you know, being jazz players or guitar players, you know, there's a certain amount of fearlessness we all have, whether we do it on our instruments or standing up on stage or whatever it is we do. It's, it, to me, it, the more I've done things that are around the world of music and around the world of education or the world of um, the larger community, the more I see it's pretty darn connected. Even though if you're a spectator, you're going like, wait, she's the head of the Chamber of Commerce? That's insane. Because I used to joke. I'd, I'd say, look, you guys are making me chair of the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Are you sure? You want a guitar player in charge? And they're like, yeah, actually, we do. <laughs> we want a guitar player in charge. So I thought that sort of spoke well for the, the kind of, you know, not me as a person per se, but the intelligence it takes for us to do what we do. Because I think we're all really strategic and we're communicators, and um, that 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 translates into so many worlds. So I do like to feel like I can make uh, a, some positive contribution on a highly regular basis, you know, whatever that is. And um, so that's just what's kept me going. And and I am a really good cockroach, man. I survive. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'll mutate like you're talking about, you know, modulating. I'll modulate like a cockroach. This has made my decision. I am now presidential. Be going for it. 2024 and Grumps is the vice president. I okay, think that, well, that's the better way to do this. We could share it, you know. <laughs> know we could share it for sure. I mean, I don't know. I think when I grow up, I want to be a guitar player anyway, no matter what. So whenever well, I get... No one can stop me, you know, why should they stop you, you know? <laughs> But it's nice of you to ask and to notice. And, you know, I really, my priorities have always been like my boss. The, the 34,000 years I've been at MI, my boss is the students. My boss is not the administration. My boss is not the owner of the school. My boss is not anything but those students. So whether I'm wearing a hat of being a teacher or trying to design some programmatic thing or raise money for scholarships or whatever, I work for them. Because like, you know, I was saying before, like Scott and I, we're just big old guitar GIT students. So that's who I really am. You know, I'm just a kid, you know, playing guitar. What's, you know, what's interesting, Beth, about both me and you as far as the school, and this isn't 
it's neither positive or negative. It seems like both of us have somehow managed to uh, escape the administration in some ways. You know, in, like in some, you, how long have you been there? How long have you been there for? I I went in eighty, and I've been teaching since eighty one. So, but the thing is, is that I've never had any, uh, any kind of relationship with an administration. I just go there. I'm in my little room. I'm in my open counseling room. I do my own thing, and I try to help the students. And you're kind of there with me. You're kind of doing the same kind of thing. You're not really, you're not, you, you say you're the vice president. Everybody knows that, but you're not admin to us. Thank you're you. Like, Thank God. No, I mean, you never have been. You know, you've always Thank been you. like one of the guys, one of the guitar players. You, you know, know, I had to be your boss for 10 years, remember? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. If Sorry. That, that must have been a drag. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember this, Beth, but we used to have this thing where I would totally flirt with you and I would come into the teacher's lounge and say, hey, Beth, do you got a little minute? We could maybe hit the restroom for a minute. Wink, 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 wink. I don't remember, but I believe you. <laughs> Beth, how many times was Scott head on the chop chopping block? Boy, me too. Hashtag, hashtag. You would look at me and just, and you would give me this loving, rolling your eyes like an idiot. <laughs> Lovable idiot, a useful idiot. Scott, you're a useful idiot. No, but see, that's the we thing. We used to have fun just playing yeah. around and just, you know, it was yeah. hilarious. You can't take it too seriously, right? Because we'd all have quit a long time ago, and, and that's the, the other lesson. So, so no, I, I, man, I, I just always felt like this is the greatest place to hang out because all we're doing is, you know, we're making music and, and helping people become better guitar players and musicians, and that's like the greatest gig. So, um, but yeah, eighty-one, huh? So you've been you've been there so long, and yeah. it's kind of amazing. You grew up there, you know. Do you know what I miss the most it, it, when it comes to the school? Nick Nolan's pictures in the teacher's yeah. lounge. Yeah, that's the, we, we, yeah, that's like NDA. We we can't like that's like you know we'll get sued if we talk about that. I yeah, have that. Yeah. yeah, I have that on my yeah. phone. But you it's know, we, we all have yeah, pictures yeah. of them. There was, a, there was a guitar player named Nick Nolan who taught at the school. And I he remember was a, Nick, an amazing artist. And he did, I don't know if it was pencil or chalk or whatever, pencil. did all over the pencil. walls of the teacher's lounge of pretty provocative stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it was, but one of, the, one of the things I remember that was the best was me and Steve Travato were a couple. <laughs> and what do you mean, what? Steve was wearing a dress and a bow in his hair. And I was the devil, and I had my pitchfork and horns out <laughs> on my head. And so did Maria Martinez, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but yes. yeah, no, it was fit. It was like 10 feet tall, a pencil drawing. And so I think it was like Nick's therapy. He'd come in from teaching, like, oh, this place is like, I'm just like exhausted and people are driving me crazy. Then he'd like take it, like being in prison, you know, where you're carving out, you know, the years. Yeah. And like he just like this pencil drawing that was like 10 feet by 15 feet, enormous. Yeah. And and then it stayed there for a long time. I I love that. Yeah, that's great. We had fun. There was, a, there was a bus, a big yeah. school bus, and Bob Magnuson was sitting in the back of the bus, and he had tears coming out of his eyes. Like, Aww. yeah, like it was amazing. TMI. T no, but no, yeah, I know. It was it was really 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 great. Incredible. It was funny. I, it was funny. No, the like the total days. characters. That's the thing. Like I've, all the people we 
you know, we know. Uh, over yeah. the years, well, Beth and <laughs> Beth and Scott, like, and you guys, I mean, the, the school has had some most amazing teachers and players come through. But what about students that have gone on to do amazing things? Like, obviously, MI had Jeff Buckley there for a while, which was yeah. a big one. Anyone Frank else that, Charlie. besides myself, that went on to do amazing things like host Guitar Wank? Um, uh, are you Troy McCubbin, you mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. I heard he yeah. Troy. <laughs> with Vladimir Putin's band. That was really amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, I was in Vlad's band. Did he ever give you a solo, is my question. A few solos. Oh, cool. <laughs> a few solos. The Russian but army band. You fucked up. What happened? <laughs> I can't talk about it. But who were yeah. some of the, who were some of the amazing students that went on that you can recall? To start I the can't remember anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we got walls. We have walls of them. Literally, I feel like we go have into walls. the building and like look in the wall. Oh, yeah, walk that into person. The building. Yeah, you've got a no, it's whole crazy. Walls. Yeah, I mean Paul Gilbert. If we're talking guitar players, Howard Alden. If we're talking guitar players, Frank Gambale, Jennifer Batten. Um, Scott Henderson went there, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yes, graduate. Didn't drop out and do drugs like the rest of them. Well, um, I did drug, but I didn't drop out. Yeah. No, but there, there's like all kinds of just like ridiculous great players. I mean, if you like uh, shred metal stuff, Sinister Gates, you know, it's like it's the spectrum. It's like, you know, from straight ahead jazz players to like serious metal, you know, crazy stuff. And people that have done other things like um you know write theme songs for tv shows and you know be winning you know lots of grammys and i mean th th so it it's nice you know being that middle-aged school that we actually have a really long track record and if you really i would encourage people to just you know go snoop on the website or whatever and we have sort of our famous alumni lists and things like that which is cool you know as the school's evolving i don't know how long we're going to be online only only but we are right now and so I can't say the name of the company, but I'm doing some beta testing right now of some software that's like Zoom, but, um, and I know a few people are racing to, to solve this, but it gets rid of latency so that you can play in real time. So the wow. four of us can play together. Um, and I think right now the range is 2000 miles. Um, so almost cross country, we could all play together in real time. So I'm testing this stuff um, and hopefully it'll work and get better. I, I hear scientifically that we could never do it around the world because of the speed of light. Like if you're in Japan and someone's in, you know, LA, um, you're too far apart because because uh, sound doesn't travel that fast. It just literally can never happen internationally. You can't be in, you know, Russia in the Russian army band and then play with somebody in um, West Palm Beach, Florida, for example. My oh, playing of Mar-a-Lago and Putin. I, I, I yeah, get anyway. You got that. Yeah. But um, am another, I allowed to ask another question? Oh, no, sorry. I think this, this dovetails. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to have to hijack yeah. it. Um, okay, go. You got it. Your opinion from being in the position of both being a musician and administration, and having seen what COVID has done through the online modality of teaching right now because of its necessity as we emerge you know into a world where we haven't managed i'm talking about the coronavirus not music um uh how do you see the changes in our you know all of us here are involved in music education in some way 
including Troy, except for he's smart enough to not be involved in the day-to-day of it. He's just like, you know, pulling the strings. But um, how do you see, I mean, your crystal ball into the future? And I know that no one can tell that, but you've seen this sort of like it existed in place and then we moved online and, you know, we're headed to a place where there will be some, we assume, combination of the two, but maybe not. I mean, what do you see as the ultimate, like a year from now with the vaccine and and then we're not longer worried about it or it's like the same thing as the flu? Let's just assume for that, you know, for, for argument's sake, that that's where we are. Where do you see it going from your perspective? I can tell this is my vetting, my presidential stump speech, right? Great. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know what the future is going to be, but I'll, I'll tell you that people are pretty starved for connectivity and playing together. I mean, musicians, you know, and I, I think the, the other down draft is that um, the economy is just flattened, you know, people are not going to be as able to spend the money to go, if we're talking about higher education and music colleges, I, I, I'm just presuming that we are, I don't know if we are, but I think we are, um, that, that may be financially a real hardship for, for people. So I think the hybrid thing may, may persist. And if this literally like the software, you know, the platforms can handle no latency, real-time playing, that's going to super appeal to people who are in Brazil or China or whatever who can't come to L.A. to go to MI or USC or go to Berkeley or wherever. I mean, so I think that there's a there's channels for both that will, um, you know, hopefully go forward. And there'll be different reasons why maybe some people will do what they already kind of do now or were doing a couple of years ago. It's like doing a little bit of each like doing some online stuff and then you, you do maybe half of it in person. I mean, I, I like the ability to have that choice. So even though right now it kind of sucks because we're in our boxes and we can't really, you know, break out of Zoom fully yet, um, maybe depending on where you live, whoever it is that you are that, that's listening to this, maybe it's different. But I live in L.A. We were in L.A. and, you know, except for Bruce, I guess. And where are you, Troy, by the way? I'm in are North in Hollywood. Oh, okay. So you're nearby. Um you know, uh, I lost my point. But anyway, I think the crystal ball um, says that we're going to have both. I mean, doesn't that seem right? Got, right got- well, I'm, my, my question to you is, you know, and this is just a pure hypothetical, but is there room for yet another rein, uh, reinvention of of what it is in the first place? I mean, we've got this online modality that we've had to live now for god damn i mean it's almost a year by the time it'll be done and then we had the on you know in the interim and and you know we obviously certain things we can never play together even even if the latency issue is 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 uh cured or was solved i don't know what the word is there um Still, it's not the same as being in the same room, feeling somebody's vibration, being able to read their their physical, you know. I mean, that's a whole other thing. I mean, there's never a, a, never a case where that is going to replace that. Um, nonetheless, Great. will this ha- – I mean, I guess my question, digging deeper, 
is do you think this is going to fundamentally change the higher education paradigm of particularly music in the case of, you know, okay, guitar, GIT, MI, MI, USC, you know, people who want to play, players. What do you think? I mean, do you think that we're seeing a, like a transition or do you think that we'll return back to what was normal or do you think that there will be a new paradigm? I mean, that, I mean, I know that's putting you I think spot. it's easier to talk about in education than it is if you're making your living exclu exclusively, you know, doing gigs. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the flexibility in education is a lot more forgiving than if, you know, like online concerts or you know people are burnt out i think kind of but I, I i maybe i'm being redundant i think it's just like both but there is i to answer drilling deeper down into into bruce foreman's mind and his question oh god i think do that. ouch i know that's why yeah it's, 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 it's <laughs> scary i think um you're right i mean there is no replacement for the osmosis you know of being in the room and playing with that person and getting the vibe, there's nothing, and you know, there's nothing that can really match it. There are some things that can do their best to try, but that's the gold standard. And I don't think you can replace it, nor should you know why would you want it. But I also think not everybody can get to it. You know, not everybody can have the access all the time. So it's a bit more democratic, for lack of a better word, in a way, if there are other options for some people who can't get that one-on-one -on -one thing, you know, or at least tied them over. It's a good thing, but uh, yeah, it's never so, going to be replaced. Beth, I'll jump in as the devil's advocate here. All right, go. Do as, it. The tech, go. as the tech improves, and it will, because it always does and always continues to improve. Yeah. Kind of music that Bruce is talking about, probably the same kind of music I'm talking about. It's kind of pretty conversational music where, you know, that kind of vibe, that jazz vibe where you're, you're, you know, eye contact and even body language can represent so much. But in the pop world, the rock world, who knows, man, the tech could get so scary that you might actually feel like you're in the same room with that person and have absolutely no problem coming up with a product that would sell just as well as if you all were playing in the same room. I think it's the future. I mean, you spent enough time in Japan, and you've seen those holograms, which I, I haven't really... I have seen some scary you know, shit. Some, yeah, there's and stuff. I think as the tech, I, uh, maybe it's not going to be Zoom. Maybe it's not going to be... Uh, I was going to ask you before. It, it, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this. Troy can edit it out if he wants to, but w is Steve Freeman involved? In not at all. No, okay, this is a company a, from Europe. He's working yeah. on something similar. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are racing. It's like if you're the genius company that gets to it first you know yeah good for you whoever you are because this is the thing that everybody at least in our sphere wants we're all dying to have it so um but no i think the the technology that like you're right scott it's always going to get better but it's like saying you know are human beings going to be replaceable i mean no. you know i'm not you talking know I mean. about that i'm just i'm just it's talking about the ability kinda. to have a session get some music recorded, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and feel real enough to make it work. And I think that there's some kinds of music that you could, you know, yeah. if the tech yeah. keeps improving, I think it, it's a possibility. 
and, and again, this is not really what I'm even talking about. I'm talking about the the actual where our job, I mean, not my job as, as a guitar player who performs for people, but my job is a teacher. And in your job as running GIT and Scott's job as a teacher and Troy's job as someone who's got a real job and doesn't fucking deal with this world because he's too smart. Uh, <laughs> um, Everyone's but, always going to need drugs. Oh, That's yeah. That's all yeah, I'm saying. But, I mean, my, my question was how is this do you perceive, you know, just, and this is a ballpark thing because we're really in the early parts of what I see as an evolution. For the people who think that we're going to go back to like February of 2020 when all this is over all of a sudden, and then we're just going to be back there, is really mistaken. I mean, too much has happened now, and we're moving forward. You know, I've been in a university where I've been teaching online for almost an entire year. And it will be over an entire year by the time the end of next semester ends. Um, what are the changes that we perceive? It's like maybe the whole idea of education is like this is done well online and this is what we need to do in person. And there would be some sort of hybrid new way of doing that, which will, of course, for someone like you who's in administration, change your whole um, matrix of, of, of what kind of facilities you need, what kind of personnel you need to run it. You know, I mean, this is going to potentially if we said like, oh, yeah, these, these, this, 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 this is all online, but this is in person. Therefore, well, we don't need the facilities to maintain this. And we, you know, that's my question really is more like. I have my hand up. Call on me, Bruce. Please. <laughs> okay, call on me. That was um, the question so, originally. No, okay. But here's, you sound like an administrative person, my, you know. To, Sorry. I know you're asking those questions, but you know what you're really, yeah. But see what you're doing is, what we're all doing is we're, we're learning. We're adapting, we're evolving as a species of musicians and music educators and people. And there's a lot of bumps. There's like people, you know, in education that feel the bruises on a regular basis from like little kids up to, you know, higher ed. It's, it's like this learning process. And yeah, there will be decisions that will be financial, I'm sure, that spin out of this, what works and what doesn't. Uh, decisions that will be creative, decisions that will be um, what are the best practices for education. And, and all. it's like, you know, great, because it shakes everything up. I mean, I liked it the way it was. You know, I liked February 2020. But on the other hand, um, maybe we'll figure out a whole bunch of cool stuff in addition to it. And everything's fair game. I just see it as like, there's some things that piss me off, but it's also opportunity. All this is, you know, an opportunity we get to kind of rewrite the book a little. And I like that you're sniffing around sort of, you know, you're like, well, what... What's the crystal ball? And you probably do this. You probably do this to people on Guitar Wank on a regular basis. It's like, you know, forget your crystal ball. You know, tell them, tell us, because we're you're asking, and we're all asking, like, what the heck is next, man? Because the world feels really different, and everything's in this turbulent time, and um, you're looking for the threads. And I think it's good because there's good threads to grab and sometimes they disappear fast too and so i i don't really know but i like the feeling of um like we're surfing you know we're just like on whatever 
the way it is and we make good choices, hopefully, and keep our eyes and ears open and see where we end up. But you know what, Beth? Uh, there was a, there was, even before COVID, there was a move toward online teaching that started two years ago, three years ago with Berkeley having a great majority of their classes online and making the majority of their money from online classes. I'm not sure they were making a lot of money on it, Scott. Maybe they are now in the beginning. They had uh -huh. this like ginormous endowment that helped fund it and that like launched and it was good and is good and it started strong and I spied on them kind of you know um <laughs> another another guitar wank episode um right. for someday but but I, I took a class and i dug it it was like this is great yeah i was surprised i expected i was just going to be bored out of my mind they have figured out i'm sure they've really evolved a lot how to do a really good job and other people have too and so i like it it's like cool yeah you know? i'm it just was saying great. that before covid it was already in its yeah. in its stages of development and being a Zoom teacher as I am, I've got like 50 Zoom students. So uh, now, like, if I had to say when COVID is over and I start touring again, working on another record, would I say, ah, I don't need teaching anymore. I don't need Zoom. You know what? I think I keep it because I like it cool. and, and it makes me money. And I, so, so, I mean, just time permitting, why not keep doing it? I mean, I don't see a reason to throw the technology out the window just because now I can go do some gigs. I don't mind making some extra money teaching on Zoom. It's fun. Plus, you can so, do it on your schedule, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what to I mean. a certain it's extent. Like, that's what, that's oh, the wow. beauty of it. What, what I see is a problem for the airlines <laughs> because yeah. because a guy in New York who wants to fly to Tokyo for a business meeting doesn't have to unless just getting drunk after the, the, the meeting is the whole point. Why even get on a plane? Why not just have the meeting from your office in New York and you're done? I think we're going to think differently. We already are. Oh, I'll call on you in a second, Bruce. It's just like already because of climate change and all that, because we've dialed a lot of stuff back that we just used to do autopilot, we would just go and do things. And now we don't have to go to the office, we don't have to fly to Japan or New York or whatever. But when we need to, we know we need to, and we do it. Or when I need to be like with Bruce Foreman in the room, you know, and working on a project or taking a lesson or whatever, you know, you, you, you kinda, I think we'll be more thoughtful for lack of a better word about those choices in a way. And yeah, there's, there's you know, people, financially or certainly like airlines and others, you know, are not going to like it because it's the yeah. way it's always been, but things got to change. Sorry, Bruce. Now your hand has gone down. Oh, you know what? I'm I got to go help my daughter. I totally, you know, I can't agree more with everything that's been said. You know, I mean, this is not a, a dispute or anything. <laughs> I mean, this is just, I mean, my original thing was, kind of more clairvoyant than you know reality and then where do you see this all heading you know and that was the that was the premise of the question mm -hmm. I, in terms of what scott saying yeah i've been doing online teaching and i and i embrace it because like yeah there's a kid in australia who wants to know what i'm doing and i can help them yeah or paris you know i mean this is like made it possible i'm so grateful for it you know i mean as you know, I hate to admit it, but me and Scott, being the we're a similar age, you know, our our 
our responsibility as artists is is now gone to while we do what we do is also to leave the legacy of what we've learned for the next generation so that they can improve upon it. Absolutely. And and, and so I mean that is all you know that is all great. I'm looking for the question more of like you know I know I know this is kind of putting you on the spot and you don't have to answer it now but as you at least think about it and try to answer it is like where is it going you know we we've got this online modality that's pretty much for over a year by the time it'll be done we have done this i mean i'm teaching at a university that's like a conservatory kind of university and nobody has been in the same room for the same year you know and regardless of how good technology is you can't play together and, and and I'm not saying that's even important, you know, like, where do we head to the future? Like, will it be some sort of, like, uh, this will be online and this will be in public? Or, you know, do you see it that way? Or do you see it, like, which, which will, of course, impact the whole idea of the facilities needed to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking for you, because someone I totally respect and who, who's been in, in, like, the other side of the wall from me who's been teaching, you know, I haven't been an admin at a school. I was admin of a nonprofit, but I haven't been admin at a school. Like, where do you see the future being? I mean, you know, I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. Did and you just ask her that five minutes yeah. ago? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Um, I, I know you want to know, and I don't know, but you know, I mean, my philosophy is to share everything I know and keep on learning more, so I keep sharing more. And 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 I I uh, I don't know. I do a lot of like I told you. I spied on Berkeley. I, I check out other what other people do also, like in COVID right now, like how some other programs are doing online stuff, and I secretly enroll and like see if they got anything that's interesting or different ways. And um, you know the. I think some people resonate really well with online learning and some people just hate it. You know, we know that since we all are doing this. Um, and I just, to, to, to sort of just say the same thing in a way, Bruce, I think we're going to have both. And I, and I, um, and I think that, that they bring different things to the table, you know, for the teacher as well as the student. Like sometimes online stuff is just great, you know. Um, for certain situations and other times you need the other. But I do think financially institutions, I know some inside information about some institutions. I know they're hurting, you know, not just one. I know that they all are. They're mm. all feeling it. Everyone's feeling this, of course. It would be like another planet if they weren't. And so how we come back out of it is uh, one of the great unknowns, you know, I don't know. Thanks, Beth. We're going to leave it there. We're going to catch up with uh, next week's episode and continue on where we left off. And uh, we will catch you guys all next week. Remember, guitarwank.com. Please leave us great reviews. Uh, It's lie. It's a must. And, uh, yeah, if you can uh, go to our website, guitarwank.com, check out the Patreon and uh, check out all the other episodes that you might have missed. It's definitely worth wasting your time. All right, guys, we'll see you all next week. Oh, by the way, this is Beth playing right now. Right right now. She's that's her.
kicking butt. All right, Beth. See you next week. <laughs>